Welcome back to the History of North America Extra. I'm Mark Vinette. The Maesta Panels, Chapter 29 Julia Cartier closed her eyes and let the hot steam envelop her face. Like her partner in this bizarre adventure, she was simultaneously enjoying her own personal awakening, but for her, it was a hot bath that did the trick. While savoring this moment, her thoughts slowly drifted to her friend. Taviana was her only true friend in Italy, and now she was dead. Julia could still not fully grasp the harshness of this undeniable fact. She suddenly felt overwhelmed by grief. Her eyes swelled. Vulnerable and alone, she broke down and cried, her salty tears intermingling with the warm droplets of condensation on her cheeks. Regaining her composure, Julia redirected her thoughts to the present. Her short shopping spree with Wade minutes before provided her with basic necessities, new clothes, and a few personal treats. She was glad to wash her hair, having neglected it for the past few days. Jet black, straight, and slightly below her shoulders, it was usually pinned back, out of the way, but stylistically arranged. New cosmetics allowed her to redo her nails and apply basic and tasteful makeup to her doe eyes, high cheekbones, and full sensual lips. A new pair of cute, sensible earrings also helped lift her spirits. Her skin was pale, kept creamy white by religiously avoiding the sun. Although she was obsessed with fashion as a business and profession, she took a more measured approach with regards to her own attire. She always wanted to look her best, but did not exaggerate the time she devoted to her looks, having more important things to accomplish. Once dressed, Julia took the time to send her parents, who lived in Canada, a short mundane email letting them know that all was well with her. This was not a daily routine for Julia. Although she loved her parents very much, she was not one to contact them often preferring occasional written messages to verbal exchanges. Communications by phone or video were rare. Julia was not comfortable with small talk, preferring to keep her conversations to a minimum and only when necessary. Her family back home struggled to accept and understand this about her, but Julia's one and only good Canadian girlfriend understood and never made Julia feel guilty about the lack of regular contact. Julia was not a loner, but she kept to herself more than most. The downside to this personal trait was that she had no support from others during difficult times. No one in her entourage was aware of Taviana's death, and no one knew that she was traveling around northern Italy on a dangerous mission with a New York attorney she had met just days ago. As Julia exited her suite and moved towards the lobby to meet Wade, she reminded herself that they shared the goal of this mission, but for different reasons. They both wished to find the lost Maesta panels, but in her case, she hoped that doing so would help explain why her dear friend had been killed. Chapter 30 As planned, Julia and Wade met up at three in their posh hotel's main lobby wearing their newly purchased clothes. Wade was clad in a short-sleeve white polo shirt and jeans. 
Julia arrived wearing comfortable ankle boots and sporting a sleeveless, light, mid-length summer dress, her otherwise bare shoulders covered by her faithful jacket. Both instinctively looked each other over, and both seemed pleased with what they saw. Julia put on new sunglasses as she followed Wade into the glaring Tuscan mid-afternoon sun. They felt the heat as they strode across the Piazza del Duomo through the afternoon crowd of leisurely tourists and backpacking sneakers towards the cathedral complex. They stopped midway next to a souvenir stall and took in the impressive view of the church. Il Duomo di Firenze, known as the Cathedral of St. Mary of the Flowers or the Basilica of Santa Maria del Fiore, is the main church of Florence. The building of the cathedral had begun in 1296 in the Gothic style and was completed structurally 140 years later with the dome engineered by Brunelleschi. The exterior of the building is faced with polychrome marble panels arranged in geometrical patterns in various shades of pink and green, bordered by white, with an elaborate 19th-century Gothic revival façade. The cathedral is one of Italy's largest churches and the largest brick dome ever constructed. In addition to the Duomo, the cathedral complex includes the Baptistry of St. John and Giotto's Campinelli, a freestanding bell tower. The bell tower, designed by Giotto in 1334 at age 67, is a tall, slender structure sustained by four polygonal buttresses at the corners, dividing the tower into five levels. When he died in 1337, Giotto had only finished the lowest floor, but the project was eventually completed 22 years later. Wade pointed to the tall structure, telling Julia, Giotto died building that tower, and he is buried somewhere in this complex, but no one knows exactly where. I want to know where. I need to know where. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you enjoyed the listen.